0: Hey friends, and welcome to the Housewife Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Mariah. As a third generation entrepreneur and Southern lady, I'm learning how to bake my cake and sell it too. Join me each week as we discuss topics that might make our grandmothers blush, but will also help you navigate faith, family, and business. Welcome to the Housewife Hustle podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Housewife Hustle Podcast. I'm excited today to introduce you to my friend and fellow Army wife, Caroline. Today we're going to be talking about our relationships with our husbands, but a lot about our experiences becoming Army wives. So, Caroline, we take just a second and introduce yourself to yes. our friends.
1: Hello, everyone. Um, as Kendall said, my name is Caroline. I am 26, and um, I'll just give you a little bit of background information about myself. So, I'm married, which um, through my husband is actually how I originally met Kendall. My husband's currently in the Army, but um, he, so Tom and Justin went to college together back at BMI.
0: Raw Virginia meal.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm a mother. I have one little boy named Luke, and he is just the sweetest little thing ever. I know. So, um, traditionally I'm a teacher, but I actually am just a stay at home mom, um, now with him and I'm loving that. So that's given me a chance to, while my husband's deployed, kind of just take a step back and, um, enjoy time with him. Mm -hmm. And while I've been doing that, I've also, uh, been being true to myself and kind of being, you know, the creative, always going, um, starting a blog and a lifestyle brand and um, so that's why I'm excited to be here today with you guys talking about the military life and and just all the fun things about that.
0: All the fun things. Oh, yes. <laughs> we haven't become real good friends and probably until the last year when mm-hmm. we were in Oklahoma together. But nine years ago, a faithful date put us in the same situation. Yes. And, um, That was that both of our, at the time, boyfriends decided to matriculate at Virginia Military Institute, and we both had different experiences, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, but the reason I wanted to have her on is because she is another highly educated, smart, and capable, ambitious woman that is also living (laughs) the housewife life, Yes. um, and kind of putting her own spin on things. And so I think she's gonna bring a really unique perspective because y'all see me do the military wife side of things, but I don't often talk about it too much. So we're gonna talk about that today, but we're gonna start back in the golden years at yes. VMI. Um, and so, like I mentioned, that was nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, nine, 2009. Yeah was when the guys matriculated. And for those who don't know, VMI has a semester-long process called the Rat Line and a week-long process called Hell Week at the beginning of the year. And for these boys, and I know for Justin, it was complete culture shock. He had no military, ROTC, anything experience. He said all he could compare it to was like going to football combines on steroids, that it was just a physical and mental thing that he had never experienced before and we couldn't talk this whole time except by by snail mail yeah. and by infrequent emails and so caroline i want you to yeah. kind of talk about how well tell us about your dating life for okay. like a better word sure um going into vmi because i think that kind of sets things up and then i will kind of share ours okay great um well i should probably
1: start by saying that, um, Thomas and I went to the same high school, which is how we met. So, um, we, so we knew each other from high school and I actually didn't know him mm-hmm. very much in high school. I just kind of met him right as he was starting to graduate. So we dated for all of probably five days before he <laughs> left for college. Um, and then he left and suddenly we were thrown into that experience where, uh, the only communication you can do is from, the mail, like yeah. the U.S. postal system <laughs> and um, email, and so uh, our whole relationship was just built off of the written off word. of the written word. Which, for those of you who have known me a long time, if you're listening to this, you know that I do not enjoy writing very much, <laughs> which is ironic because now I am blogging. Um, but which we'll get to that. But um, but yeah, so our relationship kind of really started with with those letters and yeah. kind of. Building up through that,
0: which is which is so different from us. You know, Justin and I had started dating about a, a year and like four months before he went to VMI, and you know, high school relationship in the sense that I could find him at any point in the day mm-hmm. and you know put my hands yeah. on him, and I knew what he was no, doing. None, where, of that. <laughs> none of that. None of that. I knew his whereabouts or what he was up to. You know, we had spent that whole summer together, as you do in high school. Um, both lifeguarding, and we went from that to like I couldn't speak a word to him for a week during yes. Hell Week, and I just remember crying literally for like <laughs> seven days in a row, and you know, at because I'm two years younger, so um, at sixteen, like this was like he- literal right. hell, and I was
1: seventeen at the time, so I was about to go into my senior year of high school, and I don't, I don't know if I went through that same. Yeah. I can honestly can't even remember if I went through that same transitional phase as much because as I said we dated for approximately 5 days before he left. Um so I know I always feel for the girls who are like
0: have to change from yeah, every moment it, it to was, nothing. I think as far as difficult transitions the transition from high school to VMI was harder mm-hmm. than VMI to the army. Yes. Yeah. I would uh, agree. because it was such a huge jump just for culturally, you know, mm-hmm. the way, I mean, and Justin changed so much in You're such a such short a amount of time. you a age yourself Oh yeah. Too. I mean, I mean yes. So <laughs> teenage hormones are no joke. Exactly. And so I, um, that was, you know, my experience and this is dorky as this sounds. <laughs> we both, Joined and somehow found um, a Facebook group, and this was before Facebook groups were like, Y'all, even a this thing. Group. <laughs> we thought was our lifeline
1: though. <laughs> it was great at the
0: time. Yeah, it was called. At that time, it was my boyfriend goes to VMI. Don't you I remember, remember I that? Called? Yes. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember? And the reason I found wow. out about the group is because I'd saw these girls with matching t shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like 10 reasons you know your boyfriend goes to be in mine. I was like, I've got to have I wanted one, of those. one of those. Yes. I wanted one so <laughs> badly. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And like they were like in their first or second year of like being in a quote unquote yeah. group. And um, so that's how you and I became friends because. Mm-hmm. You that's know, how we met everybody, basically. Yeah, that's how you met like That group was... You just locked arms with anybody that said, my boyfriend has a pulse. He's a right. BMI rat. And, and I'd and, be interested to know
1: kind of what the girls now think of it, now that it's been established for so long, if it kind of still has that camaraderie. But,
0: y'all, well, really like, this true. group
1: was this group we was were a lot for us. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: that group is how I got to be... Because, once again, I'm 16. Mm-hmm. So I found girlfriends that were... A year or two older than me, and mm-hmm. like I would shuttle up to VMI because it's four and a half hours away, right. and then I would hotel room with them because at VMI they can't come off posts and especially as rats, right? And so y- you met these complete strangers through the interwebs, yes, and then and would stay to with them and kind of be friends, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was so funny to me, and because I'm not going to mention names, but the girl that I became quickest and closest friends with, uh-huh. um. My Justin did not, 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 not like her boyfriend at all. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And it made things really difficult because all I wanted to do when I got to VMI was was hang out out with with her. Yeah. And like, Justin's like, absolutely not.
1: Interesting.
0: (laughs) And, um, I'll give you details later, but, um, that was, it was hard because I think, you know, we were all going through so many different stages Mm -hmm. and phases, but, um, what, do you remember it being a particularly... Traumatizing is a very dramatic word. But to me, when I look back in the course of my life as mm-hmm. growth periods... Yeah, oh yeah. To me, that that's one of the ones that stands out as far as what changed and shaped us as a couple yeah. and us individually.
1: I would say, um, man, when I look back on that year in particular, like the images I have... And that was my senior year of high school. So I kind of had to like engage in my own life quite a bit still. Yeah. Um, just because like that was it for me too, applying for mm-hmm. colleges and doing all of that. But um I just have these images of my mom being like, Caroline, do you want to go shopping or do you want to go out to dinner or whatever? <laughs> and me being glued to her computer, just waiting <laughs> for, for an email, email or that may or may not come. Right. Yeah. It just depended yeah. on how his day went and, yeah. you know, whether
0: he had access to his computer or not. Yeah. I um, remember he would just want to be like I might be able to go to the right to the library from like eight to eight thirty tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, and they and would hide
0: in the library. Like, oh yeah,
1: if they were at the library, they were hiding because <laughs> yeah. they if they were in barracks, they were just they were up for grabs. So. Yeah, like, from the trouble. upperclassmen to yeah. pick on.
0: And so I would just it used to be glued. Yeah, me too. You know, I was in high school to junior year, so I wasn't so enthralled. I, yeah. Like I didn't have the senior year festivities yet. Yeah. Like my senior year was a completely different story than my junior year. I would
1: say too that since it was earlier in our relationship, um, it was hard, but it wasn't the same looking at the time I thought it was like, Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I was gonna perish because it was so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um but looking back on it now I realize that it wasn't probably the biggest period of growth for me. Okay. Um yeah. it was a big period of growth, but it wasn't the biggest. I would mm-hmm say that was definitely a couple years later um and it but it was a challenge in itself and so mm-hmm. um i did learn a lot about myself and i also was forced to start learning those really hard lessons about um when you're in this kind of situation you have to not only engage in your relationship in meaningful ways but you also have to engage in yourself in meaningful ways, that, and so that's that,
0: when that started for that me. That was it for me because Justin, Justin was two years older, yeah, in the high school than me. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I was kind of like I tagged along with all his friends, right? You know, my friends were all older than me, right. so they were had graduated or were seniors that year, and so I was just in this really odd place of everyone that I hang out with is gone. Yes. Yeah. And um, my boyfriend's gone and nobody understands because and I can't talk to him. I mean, I would
1: say especially in high school, but that's not true because even now it's true for me. Your significant other is a large part of your identity in a lot uh, of yeah. cases. And so, um, like, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't still true for me now, even though it sounds but dorky. Yeah. yeah, like, it sounds but dorky, but, truth. like... Even now, he's the father of my child. He is my husband. He's who I hang out with at night. Like, yeah, he's your best friend. Yeah, he's yeah. he's my best friend, and and it's it's the same at that time where mm-hmm. you have to
0: learn the harsh reality of an identity with them, but also without that, them. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's where it started for me, and I think that's why the like military spouse transition wasn't right. terribly yeah. hard. Um. I, you, I had yeah. issues otherwise in the transition, right. but like the identity issue wasn't really there separated from him because I struggled with it so much then I think and realized I had to have a life outside of him. Yeah. Like there so had to be more you, to me than him.
1: If you were going into the military, um, like if your significant other spouse went in directly after high school, for example, I think you, um, you would have had that same experience at the same time, right. but from that perspective. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, it's interesting how, like, actually the experiences probably are all very similar. Yeah, timeline, just Timeline-wise, it just might be, mm-hmm. you know, swayed a bit one way or the other. And location-wise, it's going to be swayed mm-hmm. a bit one way or
0: the other, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's definitely true. And you went to school in Texas, so you were even further away mm-hmm. So from that's VMI. what I was going to say is,
1: um, I think for me, one of the biggest transitions was when I moved to college, which... I remember when I got into, I went to the University of Texas down in Austin, and when I got into um, to UT, I mean, Thomas and I had a conversation because that mm-hmm. that that took a long distance relationship to a whole new level. That yeah. was not I can drive and see you on the weekend or mm-hmm. anything else. When my other college options were the University of Virginia or Virginia Tech, which are both hopskewer, yeah, life. two hours from VMI. Um, so for me years of growth my freshman year of college for our relationship probably mm-hmm. was the biggest both hardship and triumph in a lot of ways mm-hmm. we learned a lot about being apart um but we also had to be apart a lot which had its own challenges um in that so
0: yeah and I, and I think too you're probably more settled when you say in your relationship yeah. so so sure. those heartstrings were probably a little stronger right um I I experienced similarly when I when I went to college two years later you know Justin was very much settled into college and we kind of had a routine there as far as what mm-hmm. that would look like and I actually went and toured Mary Baldwin yeah like oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. applied and all that which is all girls school because I knew I wanted to go to an all girls school which didn't last long but um which was like 45 minutes from VMI. Right. And I'm so glad I didn't go. And, and Major, the reason mm-hmm. I didn't go is because Justin's like, I want you to have your own experience. Yeah. I didn't have any sway or say, or you didn't have any sway or say so in where I went. right? And I don't want you to regret. I think that that is such an important
1: point. If you are, so say you are in our position, you know, you are the high schooler now, and you're at that point trying to mm-hmm. make that decision. Um, it's really important for you and your significant other to learn to make decisions on your own. On your own, mm-hmm. you can uh, yeah. you can make them with the other in mind, but you should not make them on
0: the contingent. other's behalf
1: or um, yeah, contingent on the other. Because especially if you're going into a military lifestyle, which I'm coming at this from um, from the perspective of a military spouse at this point. Um, you're going to have to do a lot of life by yourself and mm-hmm. you and your significant other are going to need to be comfortable
0: mm-hmm. On your living
1: own. separate lives mm-hmm.
0: together. Yeah. So
1: that's kind of kind of be the theme of a lot of
0: this because that's just the reality of a lot of it. Oh, so. absolutely. And, and kind of going in into that is I, I told you before, as we were talking that I feel like VMI, going from VMI to Justin, then went to Oklahoma to Fort mm-hmm. Sill for six months before he was stationed at JBLM. Um, I feel like I was winged off of him in many yeah. ways from, you know, in high school, he's, you know, six miles down the road to then four hours down the road, four and a half hours down the road. And suddenly, he's halfway across the country. Yeah. Yeah. To then he's a three hour plane ride. Right. To then he was, you know, seven and a half hour plane ride to um seattle and i think for me i didn't see it as that way at the time but i think that was god's like graciousness of not like ripping the band-aid off in many ways right you know if if we had gone from like high school to like him going to korea i don't know that it would have ever worked right like i can probably say wholeheartedly it would not have right because I'm a very needy person emotionally in a right. relationship. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't need you to be here. But I need emotional, like, stimulation. I need the letters or whatever. I don't really, know that. Yeah, I hadn't
1: really thought of it in that perspective. But you're so right. I mean, I would say for me it wasn't even so much a geographical weaning because... Um, because I wasn't used to having Thomas around all the time since we started dating so late in our, (laughs) in our high school careers. Um, and actually ironically for me, when he went to Oklahoma for training, he was getting closer to uh, me. I didn't even think of that. Um, then further. So it was like the first time I could drive to see him, but I would say for me, it was more of a, like an emotional weaning.
0: Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to, I can't remember where I was going with that exactly, but But I think the way you are in a relationship in high school, yeah, versus college, and then as a young adult is just light years different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's where I was. That's what I was going to say with it. It
1: was like it was almost a bravery working up more than weaning for me. So at the beginning, emotionally, like BMI, for example, it felt like this dangerous, like
0: traumatic, traumatic like, yes. you know, uh, experience yeah. that yeah.
1: just and it and it was at the time i'm not diminishing that it was at the time oh it was like it was it hard, was hell for a 17 right, year old absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely um but now to grow into the point where i'm like okay my husband is in a literal combat zone and faces actual dangers mm-hmm. and has just, real stress not exactly yeah has stress. real stress of like yeah of all of that what that entails and so um so it was kind of a good workup though where Mm -hmm. it was like i started Mm -hmm. i started in the small which felt very big and then i've worked up now to this point which feels very big yeah and maybe one day i'll look back on this and say that it was small peasant right but yeah and
0: it just would tell you why he was at vmi Mm -hmm. he knew that it was a love-hate relationship while he was there right tom too um but now that he's been out five years (laughs) Which is great. Now it's just
1: love. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if Justin's like this, but yeah, he would just back, go back with glitter eyes. Like, like yeah, yeah. Like, he it? just, oh, wow, uh, BMI.
0: So great. <laughs> so romanticized. <laughs> yeah. The way he looks back at it. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think that's the one thing that he has missed. And I think, too, that I enjoyed about being in the girlfriend group was the camaraderie. But so for him, I can't imagine the level of just, like, brotherhood and fellowship right. that he felt there. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, the same reason why he was a football player and loved football growing up because he loved that being a part of a team. And, you know, VMI just, if that's for you, if that's for your son, that's where you want to send him because it yeah. just, oh, I think it just developed those leadership skills and gave him what he didn't know he needed. Right. Oh, absolutely. The Thomas that
1: left for college and the Thomas that is with me now, they're oh. like
0: two completely different oh my men. gosh Do you ever have the conversation of, yeah what if i would say what if justin now met high school justin and justin's like justin now would think justin then is a punk uh-huh. and like a turd and like just like needs to get his shit Let's together be
1: though like they would not get thomas along at all. now would still love thomas in high school because oh, okay. thomas in high school was cool he was a nerd but cool you know he yeah. like played it cool, he was a yeah. bro yeah um but yes, no, absolutely. They're two, I mean, but the that, leadership skills from then
0: to now are, to, are just yeah. totally And that's so funny because, like, Justin in high school was, he was one of those guys that was cool in the sense that, you know, he did well on the football team and everybody right. knew him, the kind of jerk, but, like, he was, like, in Future Farmers of America. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. he skateboarded and he had an eight-inch mohawk. And so, like, he <laughs> was very much almost an outsider in many ways. Yeah versus VMI almost he turned him into, like, the, this frat yes, star. absolutely. Oh, my goodness, yes. And yeah. so, like, we say all the time, like, people in high school, the more they see Justin now, they're like, what? Yeah. Like, and even some of his close friends, like, at first had a really hard time because he he did, I think, change so much so quickly. And I think it, it was a lot of – Justin had never traveled outside of – virginian or north north carolina and been to south carolina once right before college right so like it was just this huge like the doors were swung open on life right. and he saw all that it had to offer I and mean, then he was roomed with guys you know in those eight by ten foot rooms with four other yeah, guys four or five other guys yeah one y'all was,
1: those rooms were the tiniest smelliest they things. smelled so bad <laughs> So I cannot emphasize, like, the most traumatic part about VMI was the time I had to walk into that room.
0: <laughs> Which was, like, twice. <laughs>
1: yeah. Literally, I think I went in once. I never wanted to go back. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, he moved in to VMI, and his freshman roommates were, and I won't say their names just for their safety, you know, but there was a Muslim um, there was a guy from Taiwan mm-hmm. that didn't speak a lick of English. Mm-hmm. There was a guy from Northern Virginia that was like a Puerto Rican Canadian. Right. Um, so like completely nothing like Justin. Right. And then there was an atheist from Tennessee. So just so then, many different types of yeah, people like thrown Eastern, into one room. Yeah.
1: And Justin for, had never
0: met a Muslim.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying for like Justin never shared from North a room Carolina. with
0: somebody. And there's was um, an African-American guy, too. Like, just never, like, spent time with yeah. people that were diverse, much less live with them. Yes. And, y'all, their beds were so close. At any given time, you could touch anybody in the room. Yeah. And so, it was I think it, so it really just swung the doors open 100%. online for him. So, mm-hmm. he really is not the same person that he was um, then. And even just,
1: I think, because of those experiences like thomas came out of vmi with friendships oh yeah unlike any friendships i've ever seen before i mean
0: just But i'm almost envious oh
1: absolutely the the like just sheer knowledge i'm gonna just say something graphic about it but one time at um i saw one of his friends after our wedding and he was like hey caroline how does it feel to know i've seen your husband naked more than you (laughs) And I was like, wow, this is actually a very accurate statement. It yeah, just was... Yeah. It was such a just ridiculous brotherhood. And just in it, like, not... In yeah. It, yeah, it just was. It just was,
0: like... Yeah. yeah it's so. it such a true statement. It
1: is. I mean, like, y'all, they did not have stalls on their bathrooms. Yeah, no, Everything was just open. I, Yeah, everything was just... You just were forced to really come to know yourself as a person. And as the girlfriend sitting on the side... um you know, you said the word envious earlier, like sometimes, yeah, you were envious of just the, like how much you had to get to know yourself. And uh-huh. by proxy, you as the girlfriend had to also yeah. Oh, yeah. learn to get
0: to know yourself. Um, oh, absolutely. And, separately. I, I, and I And I think that was one of those things that I I think I pushed, mm-hmm. and I think many people do. I think we have this tendency as just humans to try to keep things the same. Mm-hmm. And, like, in many ways, when Justin would come home for Christmas or for breaks, I wanted to go back to life before right, and not, like, transition into, like, a new normal. Right. And I think we – I see this now with friends who um, have military spouses and or their spouses in the military – and it's like they want them to still have very compartmentalized lives. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. very and much I've so. learned
0: that that is just so mentally exhausting. That had I gave it up earlier when Jess was at VMI, that I think I would have not been, one, as traumatized. And two, could have grown into myself sooner. Engaged a little bit more. Yeah,
1: yeah you could have found your own
0: identity within mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
1: Um, I think that's a distinct... I mean, I actually don't know that that's a distinct thing for the military. I haven't lived a non-military wife (laughs) life at this point. Um, But that is something that is distinctive about the military to me um, is you have to, on top of building your own professional identity. So I'll just go back for a second. So professionally for me, um, I got my undergrad in elementary education Mm -hmm. and then I went And um, got a master's degree during Tom's first deployment in curriculum and instruction. So I am a teacher by trade. And um, it was kind of bouncing off of what Kendall said like, it's so, it was such an experience to jump in and have to figure out myself as a professional,
0: mm-hmm. myself
1: as a wife, mm-hmm. and then also myself as a military wife specifically because, y'all, that's a, that's a whole different world. Absolutely. Um, so just kind of finding that balance and rolling out of VMI and out of college and into this whole new role, um, mm-hmm. it, it took time. And it definitely took me being willing to get out of my comfort zone
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um to kind of jump in and and as you said earlier when we were talking like drink the kool-aid a bit to yeah to engage and and get to know people so when did y'all get married so we got married um just a brief timeline so justin and tom graduated from vmi in 2013 Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. both went to oklahoma for Mm -hmm. um artillery training Mm -hmm. and then when did
0: haley for that
1: uh, right after graduation, so it was just non, yeah, it like was, they just yeah like nine days were, later yeah exactly so yeah. they were um, they were there at the exact same times. So as they were in Oklahoma, I was in my senior year of college planning our wedding, um, and then May of that year, Tom had moved to Kansas, and. Um, May of that year we got married so May of 2014
0: yeah so you got married right after you graduated right after I graduated from college
1: but he had been out and in the army for a full year without me Mm -hmm. so I mean I was like six hours away and was there relatively frequently but Mm -hmm. but he had had time to build his identity not Mm -hmm. only as a man in the army but also just as a person independently if that makes sense because he
0: created his own space
1: right suddenly um he wasn't at a college where food was provided anymore (laughs) so like he had to figure out how to make chicken and scrambled eggs and water yeah and literally (laughs) like just figure out how to do laundry and yeah um and i personally am kind of glad he had that time alone um because it gave him time to figure out how to be a
0: grown-up Without it, me having to be the grown up, so if we, that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, because it was two years for us. Yeah, because I'm two years behind. So, this is in God's humor. We, when Branch came out to talk to them about where they were going post Oklahoma, right? He and I had talked to my parents and said if he gets anything outside of the United States, which is you know kind of likely because there's so many places these days, like right. Hawaii or even Alaska, but then you have Germany and Italy, Korea, and yeah, Korea, he oh had yeah, several Guam, who went wherever, there first, yeah. Um, that we were going to go ahead and get married, and that I would finish up my last two years of school virtually or at a different institution. Right. And in once again God's humor, He's like, well, then I'm going to send him the furthest place continentally, and that was JBLM <laughs> at in Seattle. Washington. And so we spent two years oh, being goodness. three thousand miles apart, and right. I spent every dollar that I made, you yeah. know, buying nine hundred dollar plane tickets every few months, and. I think Justin had never lived on his own, obviously he went from b m i to Oklahoma and then he got a one man room one one bedroom apartment in Washington and so he did he spent you know those two years creating a home for himself yeah. um which you know meant flags to on be the his wall
1: own homemaker yeah. if you will yes. yeah and
0: I think Literally. and I honest to goodness think because I went from college to mm-hmm. And living in with my parents to living with him. That mm-hmm. I never had that, like, own space. I, I had an apartment by myself with a roommate for a year. Right. But not long because I decided that I could commute from college and save that money. Mm-hmm. But I never had to, like, completely keep a house by myself. Right. Which is, I think, why Justin is just such great help. And he is. Yes. He's which he, too. I think, too, being military, he's much more neater by nature. Yes. he Y'all. <laughs> y'all. If there are two people
1: in the world that are not known for their organization necessarily.
0: It's you and I. It's
1: Kendall and I. (laughs) I'm very organized, but I'm also, like, a chaotic creative. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I tell people, I have photographic memory, so... I can tell you exactly. Oh, yeah. You need some
1: batteries? Sure. Right. They're in the, the bin ba- underneath the light bulbs, but they might have a set of markers on top. Like, yeah, yeah of course. Exactly. Absolutely.
0: That's exactly how our brain works. Yeah, We're just, in, you know, one of those people, like, my grandmother's, like, everything has a place and a space. You put yeah. it back where you found it. Yeah. Right after you use it. Yes. Um, and... I just, I did not inherit that gene. Right. So I think it was a good time. But, and I will say it was good for me in those two years because that's when I did the whole sorority president thing right. and founded Greet Life at Campbell. And I had my complete own identity because I was only at that point seeing them once every two yes. months or yeah. more. And um, I think that is where I just want to shake some military spouses, yes. or not military spouses, girlfriends, whatever, and be like, "Do it for you, like, yeah, girl." I lived get it, those girl. two years for myself, yes. and that sounds terrible. That was me for but it was, four years of college. But I think that's why i would never yeah. once, like, envied his experience. Yes, in like a way that I was like, "Well, so, I didn't get to go to college like that," because I we, did. I got, I had my time to shine. I in agree. Many ways, I agree. Um, but I, so,
1: it's really funny, but like we just, yeah, we were just forced into it in that way. Like I, I went to Texas and, um, Thomas and I actually just had this conversation the other day cause he is currently going through another deployment. And, um, and I was just talking to him about how like, we can't talk very much right now. And part of that is just like, I'm, I'm busy yeah, mothering our child and he's busy constantly. And, um, so sometimes I'm kind of, like, racked with guilt a little bit. Like, oh, I'm not talking to him enough. I'm not whatever. And he, it's not because of anything he said. It's because of things I'm internalizing. Mm-hmm. And um, we had this conversation the other day. I wrote him a letter, and just as I always do. And we talked about it afterwards. And, and I just kind of came to the conclusion that you have to get comfortable in knowing that you love the other and that the other is there for you Unconditionally, mm-hmm. even if they're not there physically or verbally, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So even if you can't communicate yep. at the time, yeah, you always have that knowledge in your back of your head. So if you go back to college, for me, um, I was two thousand miles away at the time for four years. None of my friends knew Thomas. Like none of them had met him. It,
0: probably people, people at Campbell thought I literally had a made up boyfriend.
1: Yeah, no, seriously. But like, it's but I talked about him. As an assumed, if that makes sense. So like my, my best friend from college jokes that one of the first times we hung out, I just started talking about Thomas, like just as Thomas. And she was like, well, she never really defined it as her boyfriend, but I guess that's who it is. Like, we'll just (laughs) go with it. We'll, you know, just, okay. Yeah. Tom, sure. Um, and, but they didn't meet them, meet him for two years Mm -hmm. because it was the same thing. He wasn't coming to me very
0: often um
1: yeah I had and if some it, friends was, met it was it was once a year wedding.
0: right exactly um there were guests because he he was, i was fortunate Which, that he was able to come to a couple sort right. of like functions formals and stuff same, yes same but as far as like just coming but to it wasn't around, all of them
1: for but, sure oh no. no 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 it was maybe once a year yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah and certainly no just downtime inside jokes yeah watching movies etc no
0: no No, he would definitely was like coming in to be my arm candy and so i didn't for 36 hours and then he was
1: gone yeah Yeah. for sure yep um yeah so so it was just it was that was an interesting a really interesting phase of life i would say just kind of growing into that and
0: yeah and the guys so the guys have been in the army now for five and a half years six years almost six years yeah which is which is shocking i don't like y'all, I don't
1: know when I got that old. I, yeah. I don't feel old. I know my birthday's in two weeks. I mean, I'm, I'm still that. young and beautiful.
0: <laughs> you know, my wrinkle but cream you, is strong. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> but if you uh, line us up in in the army world, we're old. Oh
0: no, yeah. So I'm we'll, elderly. We'll touch on that <laughs> for a second because people don't understand that yes. outside oh of goodness. the army, y'all. So you know, Justin's been in for six years, mm-hmm. as as has Tom. And um, being captains, they're in kind of a weird place um, as far as rank wise. Mm-hmm. But everyone just assumes we're like thirty five. Yeah, I'm not thirty five. Like, <laughs> I promise. And it, I've told before. I, I don't. I've not said it on the podcast, but like someone, Justin had a soldier tell him he was too old for Snapchat. What? as a lieutenant. Like this was a couple years ago. And so people just look at you on base and. And they just yes. assume we're much older than we are. So, yes,
1: one hundred percent. And even I don't know. I would. I don't know if you've had any experiences with like friends who aren't affiliated with the mm-hmm. military coming in and visiting you, yeah, and being shocked. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because we've always lived on post. Yeah. So, um, whenever I have friends who come in, they're like, "Yo, like, this world is totally different," and it is. It, it is, it is a living distinct, in a bubble bubble of society where suddenly at 26 or 25 you are viewed as like as like a 35 year old outside of like having
0: an established well put together life
1: it's a lot Uh it's a lot yeah it ages you quickly
0: yeah and and I think I think for people like us who are kind of old creative souls yes um, that's an appeal to us because yeah, you for know, sure. we do live this life where, you know, you love to host, you know, themed dinner parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's perfectly conducive to that. <laughs> yeah. you know, and for for me, I love to, I love to be involved, and um, there's just so many organizations, like much like in college, mm-hmm. that you can kind of, you know, serve on a board or you know volunteer, mm-hmm. and it's just such a, and I hate to say it, but it's very much almost a Stepford Housewife world in it some ways, in the sense that, so. like, we, like, we meet for, girl, like, we every is not uncommon to have coffee or tea dates two or three times a week. Yes, very and much. a dinner party to attend, and a mom's group if you have kids. And a, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the dinner
1: party has real dishes, real dishes. Yeah, flowers you, on the table.
0: Yeah, and people. Mm-hmm. And you take hostess gifts. Yes, and then thank yes. you notes.
1: Yes, that's something I'm still working on, y'all. I'm not good about that,
0: but I'm working on it. I've it's never nice. not
1: seen you be good
0: at that. Shh.
1: No, good. I'm working on it. It's uh, working.
0: So, yeah, it, it's so, it is so strange. And, you know, we also, we, we only have one side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, But it is one of the things that I think if you embrace it, that it makes it so much more pleasurable. And right. then you capitalize on it and be like, we're in a really unique situation where for most of us as, um, um, military spouses there's enough support on post and organizationally the way they have things set up that you don't have to work yeah um and so for us you know we have seen that that means we can put our time and energy into a passion project right. or you know some women are really blessed to the opportunity to stay home with their kids that they may not have had if they worked in the Civilian world, I wanted to say secular right. world in, the, in that
1: secular world, <laughs> yeah.
0: no, yeah, in the civilian world for sure. So it's it's just so different. And so, I had a hard time transitioning from when we got married and I moved out to Seattle, which you know, obviously is another planet. Yes, um, it's not another state, it's Culturally, another planet. Yeah, you need yeah. a
1: passport sometimes, I, I, if for you're sure. especially like um, my loud posted, southern cell. yes, yep. about this before and like. Your bright colors and stuff. In Seattle, they were probably like, what the heck
0: do I do with this? Yeah. Oh, they had no idea what to do with Kindle. And I always felt like an Easter egg at a Halloween party. And it was just so out of sorts. And which brought its own issues. And so I struggled so hard. Which, you know, I was coming out of a hard season with my health. Mm -hmm. And so there was just a lot of things compounded. But I didn't know how to plug in. And as yes. a lieutenant's spouse, you are an officer's wife, but you are the low, 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 low yeah, yeah, yeah. man on the bottom. They call you butter club. bars.
1: Well, yeah. not you as the wife, but they call your husband butter bars because, yeah. like,
0: you, you know, are you are the scum. Yeah, because like, everyone knows you don't really know anything. You have no yet. idea what you're doing. Yeah, no,
1: of course not. And so, as a spouse, yeah. that's only you there. know
0: you only know less.
1: Yeah. Oh, as a spouse, you literally know nothing. And so you're like, you, oh, hello, camo man. <laughs> nice to meet you so here you are
0: in this like foreign land you know trying to transition into what is a completely different world and planet in many ways feels like stepping back 50 years yes um culturally and just how things sometimes systematically work i i probably spent that first i tell people all the time you know i spent two and a half years in seattle and if my First year in, like, a couple months was, like, my last year in a few months. Mm-hmm. I could have stayed there many more years. Right. But I was not plugged in. I did not leave the house. And I did not pursue a job outside the home. Um, and I just literally was as miserable as it get. I yeah. thought I was in hell on earth. Like, just waiting for the days to clock away until we could move. Yeah.
1: So, y'all, we are covering – we're covering a lot here. So – like also bear with us because I feed off of Kendall and she feeds off of me. Like we bounce decades here. (laughs) So (laughs) just, just go with it. But I think that this is really important to touch on. um, Because what you're saying is so spot on. Like you dive into this new lifestyle and it is a lifestyle. Like Mm -hmm. it encompasses whether you want it to or not, every part of your life. So when Thomas was a lieutenant, First off, uh, he was deployed our first year of marriage. Mm So like not only, I think that was kind of a uniquely painful experience to then, like I was trying to figure out life as a college graduate, life, a recent college graduate. Mm -hmm. So life as a college graduate, life as a very recent newlywed, he left three weeks after we got married and then, figure out my own professional education identity within that and trying to remain authentic and feel productive Mm -hmm. i mean it was it was so hard and yet Mm -hmm. like half of my heart was across the world so um that's when yeah my first year of marriage and first year with the army i wasn't even at the military base i was in charlottesville in virginia getting my master's degree working at kate spade just Mm -hmm. because it was the one thing that brought me joy literally in like a year of misery and sadness and I don't want to exaggerate but y'all when I look back on that time like I was unhappy that first Mm -hmm. year it was just so sad and um Mm -hmm. and I needed to find something whether it felt frivolous at the time or not that brought me like some genuine joy Mm -hmm. and so for me that was the that was the Kate Spade thing and then Um, once Thomas got back, I couldn't work at Kate Spade anymore because we lived in the cornfields of Kansas, which I loved. I loved. I'm not, I'm not rad, like I'm not on Kansas. I loved Kansas, but, um, but there, you know, there wasn't a Kate Spade or anything. So I jumped right into my career. Like I instantly got hired as soon as Thomas was back from deployment. Um, I was there visiting to welcome him home and three days later I had a job offer. So it was... Luckily, I had the built-in summer to like mm-hmm. learn to be a newlywed once he was home but yeah. um but it was like wham bam, welcome to the real world. Mm-hmm. you are now an employed lady um, and so I completely I didn't engage, but not because I didn't know how to you're busy with even your i i was I was busy engaging in my own profession yeah. and so i we didn't find that happy medium mm-hmm. for a while, and that was fine like Thomas was fine with it, but Um, but it took some time to figure out how to live my life as Caroline independently, but then also live, um, a wife role as well in the eyes of the army, like in the culture Mm of the army. So, um, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of transitions to Mm -hmm. take on at one time.
0: Yeah. And, and for me, I struggled with whether to get a job corporately Mm -hmm. or not, um, And my issues kind of were, which I had sold my car when I moved. And so we would need to get a second car and then to commute from post to where the job market for being, you know, Mm -hmm. a designer or marketer would be, would be about an hour and 15 minutes north. Yes. Um, Traffic wise, you know, mileage wise, it wasn't that far, but I would be spending two and a half hours commuting a day. And going as an entry-level designer, not making a ton of money in a very expensive culture. Mm -hmm. And so we just decided it was more beneficial for me to work freelance from home. And we could still have the one car. And because I knew that... I still wanted to be that wife. Like, I couldn't give up the idea that I couldn't fix dinner. Yeah. And, like, I just hated the idea that if he were home, I would still be going to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just... I didn't feel right about that. We had spent so much time apart. I didn't like the idea of being apart while we were together. Yeah. And so, um, we decided on that. But the issue was, is because I stayed at home. You know, my work associates were me, myself, and I. Yeah. And that was it. And so... Seattle is as gray as it gets. And so I was just in such an unhappy, poopy pants place. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to get out of it. And it wasn't until the January, like exactly a year later, really, that I was asked if I would be the FRG leader for Justin's battery because his commander was not married. Right. And they needed someone to fill the position. And I said yes, not knowing what in the Tar Heel that meant. Yes. And many people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're jumping into that. But at the same time, that naivety was a good thing. Yeah. And I had the most helpful and encouraging battalion commander spouse. And if, good gracious, if any, like, commanding spouse, or you're going to command at some point, spouse. Is listening. I can give you her number. (laughs) You need to take notes. Because she was my saving grace. Yes. Like literally, she was from Texas, so she understood me. One person me. can make total. She, she did and, completely and it's, a difference. She did not yeah. like talk to me every day. Like it wasn't yeah. like, especially at the beginning, she just invited me to lunch. Yeah, and just asked me how I was doing, what I was interested in. Which that's a whole other thing. I would have been scared out of my mind before that lunch. Oh, That'd be fine oh yeah well see i was so naive i didn't know that it was a big deal that i was eating with the colonel's no, just, wife but just even like yeah that that also would have
1: scared me but like also just like um the prospect of having to meet new people and engage in a conversation where the only thing you know you have in common is your husband's mm-hmm. career
0: that, so that
1: always was like a thing for me
0: to that just never, never was crossed, your, No, I will talk to a brick wall Yeah, like I will make friends with anybody but I didn't I was so miserable in that state I was, yeah. I was like there's nobody here like me I was like nobody understands a word coming out of my mouth Yeah, how am I going to make a friend here and like for me too I had a big issue because we found a good church in the sense like the pastor was really great mm-hmm. but like church on the west coast versus church on the east coast it's different Ho ho. Yeah yeah. Like planetary different. Yeah. And um and so what the identity that I had found in community through church also was not there. Yeah. And so I, I was just really struggling to find that. So I was just eager to find some friends. And so when I was the FRG leader, um I there were some things, and that's what I want to get into talking about that. It really opened my eyes to as a mm-hmm. military spouse yeah. that I didn't realize were even issues. Because, once again, I don't know how in the world my parents kept me under such a large rock, mm-hmm. to be naive. And then how Justin, too, for 10 years has kept me under a very similar rock. Where I just, I also just assume everyone is a great person until they prove otherwise. Right. Versus most of the time, Justin assumes everyone is bad until they prove otherwise. Y'all are great balance. Yes, because I make friends with the serial killer next door. (laughs) And he Um, tells you not to. He's like, you know, you shouldn't invite everyone in the (laughs) house, you know, kind of thing. And so, um, when I became the FRG leader, and I want to ask the question from telling this story, but you'll understand, but I think they need background information, I um hadn't made many military spouse friends other than the my girlfriends that were spread mm-hmm. across the country that I was keeping up with. Also, for those of you
1: who don't know, FRG
0: Oh, is I didn't... a group.
1: So it's called it stands for Family Readiness Group. Yeah. And it's basically a group that um commanders in the army, so like the men or women who are in charge of a company or a platoon or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I don't you, even know. Usually
0: about a hundred. A battery. I don't even know. A hundred families. know.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they run this group to help keep families informed of what's happening or um, mm-hmm. they host like social events, formal stuff like that to help engage people in the happenings of the military. That way it doesn't feel so foreign
0: and Makes so it smaller. lonely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good way to get get information. And um, I just assumed that everybody was friends with everybody. Right. And Justin had warned me that there was obvious divide sometimes between enlisted and officers for the soldiers. Uh-huh. And I get that. I, I mean, I understand it's like junior and varsity, you know, high school where you're on the same team, but there's still a little division. Yeah. But I just, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, I assumed that we are all adults here. We can all be friends. Yeah. And that was not a safe assumption. Right. And so I had this girl that was cutting my hair, and we were friends on Facebook. I had found her, and she's super sweet. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a friend. And she found out that my husband was an officer, and she deleted me and, like, blocked me on Facebook. Right. And it had, hurt your uh, heart. Yes. Yeah. My feelings were hurt because, like, I, I was just so upset. And um, my husband was like... I hate it you, but it's probably more common than you think. And yeah. so when I went into that position of an FRG leader. Probably on both perspectives. Right. She's probably been burned. burned. by somebody else. Yeah. Oh, for sure. From the same way. And then you felt that. Yeah. And so. The reverse. I um I just wanted to go out of my way as the FRG leader. To be inclusive. Inclusive. And, and so our first event was a... Um, ice cream social and everybody out of uniform Mm -hmm. because like I didn't want because at that point they knew my husband wasn't the commander yeah but they didn't know where he felt otherwise and I wanted to keep it that way and so um we did had this huge ice cream social event and I had enlisted spouses that were like my right arms and just helping me like there's no way I could have ever freaking figured that out because I didn't know what the crap I was doing Mm -hmm. um without them and I made so many good friends. I mean, girls that I keep up with to this day on social media. I mean, we were literally chatting last night. That you know, on paper, the people were like, why are they friends? Or that doesn't make sense. Right. You know, and I went to their kids' birthday parties, and we would have lunch. Right. And and so I think it's a misconception that it has to be divided. Right. Did you ever experience that as a lieutenant's wife? Where- so uh,
1: it's really interesting to think about this because. I, similar to you, had zero background with the military. My parents were not military. I really had no knowledge. My only knowledge of the Army came from the hit series, Army Wives. Oh, oh let's <laughs> all admit how many times yeah, we've probably watched yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've watched that one more than once. <laughs> and I'm I'm giggling, sad, just but about not it. sad to admit. Yeah. um, And so my only experience was really seriously through that show so um and I was like they're all friends yeah exactly so like the perspective is they're all friends so yeah on the one hand you know you have that and then on the other hand you also have this just this gut feeling y'all you can like feel it when you come in that military culture is different than everyday culture
0: it's very divided
1: and so um yeah and it's I mean like that's it's almost like a weird I mean it's a built-in system. It's it was literally designed to be that way um, in the past, which is interesting and strange because that's not how that's not how normal American society has been built. Mm-hmm. Like that's not I don't don't think at least the intention with normal American society set up. So um, yeah, so coming in was was interesting. I think I personally was kind of removed from it in the sense that I was I did not work on post I taught and I taught 40 miles away mm-hmm. um because I wanted a very rural teaching experience and I mm-hmm. got it and it was great um but so I don't think I was as you know emerged in it all the time but definitely at FRG events and stuff you know I roll in and I was coming from from a day of teaching so and y'all like i already am over the top when it comes to getting dressed so i'm rolling in and i've got like you know a a necklace and a dress and heels or whatever i was wearing that keds probably um and people i'm sure probably looked at me and were like okay here we go again and that wasn't my intention um but whether it was something i was perceiving myself or something Mm -hmm. that they were in fact perceiving of me like that definitely was a feeling i got Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because that's the message I wanted to give off yeah. either.
0: And I think, too, because I had that, the colonel's wife, who, I mean, she she reached back so far to help me. Yeah, You know, like, I was, yeah, I always called myself the token peasant because I had so many friends who their husbands were field grade and above. I mean, I, y'all, I, once again, very large rock I live under. And was friends with, like, the general's wife unknowingly. Because I didn't, I, I, did, I couldn't even tell you what the general's name was of the post. Right. So to know, even if she said her name, I would have never put it together. Right. You would have and, been like, oh, Mrs. Jones, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. End of story. <laughs> yeah, and never crossed my mind. Like, oh, she's super right. nice. She's great. And they were. Like, this group of women was just so, like, beyond you wouldn't even imagine. Just kind to me. And she was like, Kendall, can you run pick up a key from my house? Mm-hmm. And then take it to the cottage, which is where we volunteer to run the little boutique. And I said, I "Absolutely, sure, no never problem." Never crossed my mind. Yeah. And then I asked the dumb question. I was like, "Where do you live?" Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I know Justin. She, which I know, was. Pro- Justin, was he with you? Oh. Oh, Caroline. <laughs> we roll up in the car because, like, he's he's picking me up. Um, he came home from lunch to pick me up because we had one car um we had lunch together you're we like i've got to run this quick errand yeah i was like i need to go grab that key I'll before will put it you in dra- google maps yeah it's <laughs> exactly what i did i put it in my phone and i was like we need to run by this house she lives on post and she said it's right near the boutique and he's like great and then i run back to work i said awesome so we roll up to like so the one <gasps> largest house on the post <laughs> yes and one of just, the only
1: non-duplexes i will add the and, rest of them are all duplexes
0: and just like slid into his seat like i was like i've got to get out of yes. here he was like you know you cannot walk into that i said just i'm supposed to walk in the back door you're like, like i'm so sorry honey i'm not even supposed to go, go to go the do front this. door yeah, yeah. I, and i was just then I, he has me terrified like someone's gonna like shoot me for like breaking yeah. and uh-huh. and here i walk in the back door of her house and her husband sitting there drinking coffee at a table with his son. Like, Hello. I'm like, hi, I'm here to get a key just good, to pedate. Good peasant. Yeah, I didn't know whether to like curtsy or bow or like yes. salute. You know, it's that awkward, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you do, sir? Um, and I mean, so I had that experience where I had no clue. I mean, I was just treated mm-hmm. so the same by yes. everybody and yeah. nobody cared. Like, what if. One of the ladies, that, like, took me under her wing. Her husband was a CW5, um, and he's just retired, which is, like, they're called, like, rare unicorns. It's like running into, like, a three-star general who's been to combat 20 times. Right, Like, they're just crazy. And the right. first time I met him was at his house baking sugar cookies. Right. Like, the lowest-key thing you can imagine versus coming here, mm-hmm. completely different. Right. Where, to me, here at Campbell things things seem way more separate.
1: Yeah. And I I would say that's probably true for Riley too. Um just because like I I think I mean this is 100% my perception. So don't even like you know, th- I know I literally I, We have no stats. We have been married for um how god how long have I been married? I don't Almost not years? Yeah, 5 years. Okay. So I've been married for 5 years. Y'all I still don't know what things mean. I'm like there are some numbers and some letters. No, you just start and I don't know. Listing
0: letters and then hope yeah, you got it. People are number. like,
1: what unit is your husband in? And I'm like, I like, I don't know. There are some letters in it. It's an acronym. Yeah. Sure. And
0: <laughs> Come on. give me a piece of paper, I'll draw the symbol. Yeah,
1: yeah, but actually that's like that's my military experience. So um so we've been throwing a lot of knowledge at you that you probably weren't prepared for. But yeah, so it just it just is interesting um then coming here because I think everyone's a lot a lot more like um, formal, yeah, yeah, maybe traditional. I don't know what the right mm-hmm. word is, but um, yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. And it's so engaging. Then is a little bit different,
0: yeah. And I think it's harder because it's a little bit more intimidating because things I think here are very high speed. And what I mean by that is like there's there's people constantly deploying and yeah, training, yeah, yeah. and it's just. At a faster right, yeah,, yeah. Pace. like everything is there people are always going and coming and from big things, not, you know that's not what like I mean by traditional exercise. more is
1: like when you think of the army, I would say that the speed that they move at here is what you imagine, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, so
0: I would agree I think I think it is a little different engaging here than it was there how do, how do you think the transition has been? Um, now that we've been in, you know, this world for several years, mm-hmm. um, how do you think the transition is being out of working corporately to staying at home and kind mm-hmm. of what, why did you make that choice? Yeah.
1: So that was a big one. Um, so true to military fashion. So I, um, I taught for two years while we were in Kansas and I loved it. I loved it. Um, and then I got pregnant unexpectedly, but, but very excitedly. And, um, and I got pregnant right at the end of my second year teaching. Um, And Thomas was set to move again that summer. So like that summer, after I finished the school year, we were going to move, we're going to move back to Oklahoma for an army school thing. And so we were only going to be there six months, which Kendall can, you know, relate to, because they were there at the same time. Yeah. And um so I was pregnant, I was gonna have a baby while we were there in Oklahoma and um and we were only gonna be there six months. So automatically for me, the next year of work was a no. Because yeah. you could you can't teach for half a year. I mean, and you can't teach for half of a year and take maternity leave. So like automatically the last school year was a no. Um and then so that was almost kind of a relief in a weird way because It allowed me to give out the stay-at-home mom lifestyle, like give that a try try Mm -hmm. without any guilt because it wasn't by my own Mm -hmm. choice. It just was like how circumstances worked. And then when we moved here, I considered um, getting back into the professional world. But y'all, I love being a mom. And I love being a stay-at-home mom. Like there are so many sweet moments that I get with my baby during the day that Mm -hmm. I just – I would not be able to get if I was teaching – But at the same time, being a stay-at-home mom is hard work. And it's when you lay down at night, and I hope this doesn't sound bad, and I hope like other stay-at-home moms maybe can relate to this. When I lay down at night and I look at my day, there's not necessarily a lot that I feel like I can show for it. Um, Mm -hmm. I do a lot, and my time is very busy and very full. But like my day consists of nursing my baby, not nursing people. I'm not a nurse. (laughs) Um, like, so my time consists of nursing a baby and, um, you know, figuring out nap time, cleaning diapers, feeding solids, doing laundry because we ate solids. Like (laughs) it's grocery shopping. So we can eat more solids. My day basically revolves around food and poop. So, and that's great. And it's, it's fun Mm -hmm. maybe not the poop part as much but like it's fun but when you get to the end of the day and people say what have you been up to lately it is a confidence flow sometimes to be like i don't know how to answer that question like i've been up to raising raising my child like i've been up to changing diapers and making Mm -hmm. you know asparagus to eat and um and all this stuff which is where i mean i kind of got into the situation i'm in now um where i i considered going back to work this year but then as i was looking at applying to jobs i was going to look at um like look into teaching at a college actually i found out my husband was going to be deployed again and so instantly i mean as is true with the army like wham bam that's totally out of my control, totally out of his control. Mm -hmm. But that is a huge life...
0: Altering event.
1: Yeah, life altering event that then you have to take and you have to just embrace and make the best of. So instantly, as soon as I found out about that, working was off the table because I was still a new mom and we were in a new place, a new home. Um, It just was, I knew for me and for my little one, and luckily I had the luxury of knowing, like, and being able to do this, that that was going to be too much for us. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I ended up taking the the year off, but already I'm, I was, you know, faced with that dilemma of laying down to, in bed at night and being like, well, what do I have to show for my day? <laughs> what have I done today? Um, in a world where women are supposed to be so accomplishing all this stuff, yeah. um, and so, if you put that in conjunction with the fact that I had been feeling this weird pull, I mean, like itch, itch mm-hmm. to, and like not even itch, y'all, it's so ironic because I literally hate writing, but like I felt so called that I had these stories, which mostly came and started after I had my baby and while I was pregnant because I was having these experiences that felt very isolating. And yet, I have a feeling that they were pretty common for a lot of people, but are never talked about. We'll get to that at a later date. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt like I needed to be voicing that in a Mm -hmm. way, which is when I started my brand, which is the Everyday Caroline. Mm -hmm. Um, And in, I hate, I almost like, I. I have to get over this, but I almost hate to say it sometimes, like I started a blog and I feel like everybody of our generation has a blog, which is fine. It's fine, but it just, it's ironic for me because I hate to write. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at now is just starting that almost like lifestyle brand and talking about marriage and talking about motherhood and um, specifically, yeah, a lot of it is about the military at times because that's, (laughs) and that's a big part of my phase right now with the deployment.
0: Oh, yeah, because you're you're living in the thick of it. Yeah, that's literally, like, I mean, that consumes so much of my energy. Yeah, because there's some days that I don't think people understand that we almost can pretend that they're not. Yeah. And Justin and I just actually had this conversation because he hasn't had to leave recently um, versus when we were at JVLM. He was constantly gone for, like, Four, right. Six week periods and then a couple months or whatever, right? And so we were always unpacking or packing versus we haven't for over a year and it's yeah. been very weird, yeah. Whereas he's gone out in the field for a few days at a time, but literally he left this morning, yeah, for a week long. And I'm like, dang, that's the first time he's left for a week in over mm-hmm. a year, and it's, it's just so weird, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And we've had this odd luxury almost, of experiencing semi-Semian type life where he's around quite a lot. And, you know, so it's brought up a lot of conversations of what I like life outside of the military. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, I had adjusted to him being gone so much that I can, I get so what we call poopy pants, just really sad. At night, of course, like everyone agrees that's the worst when they're gone. Yeah. But at the same time when he's gone, and because I have so many friends that are in the same situation, I can really dive into those relationships. Yeah, and it then fills for your me, social
1: cup in a different way.
0: It does. I can Very much so. I get my girl code cup
1: filled 100%. Up.
0: And um, get to do the dinner parties and all that fun stuff with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And for me too, because I'm such a weird creature that yes. I don't like to sleep. Yes. And I can go without sleep for days. I love to sleep. But I have a lot of trouble with this when he's and gone. And <laughs> so, like, I don't know that I will sleep tonight because I'm so excited at the idea of all that I can accomplish. And I relate. You have seen the scene from Elf where they're like, "How long did you sleep last night?" He's like, "45 minutes." Look, yeah. I made this, and it's so great. like that is me. Like, just seems yeah. like what, just like what business are you going to launch this time when I go? Because that's what happens yeah. when he when he leaves. I get so much done, and so I think too. We go through these seasons of this sucks. What do I do. We grow, we change, and we evolved. And then we almost find ways to capitalize on it. We're Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to make this work for me. So when he's gone, I am able to grow my business. Right. Or I am able to fill up my spiritual cup because I really need to dig into this book and work in for me. I
1: mean, there's no doubt about that. Like, Thomas has been gone for a solid chunk of time now. And y'all, like, I, I seriously, like... I'm 100% serious when I say Thomas is going to come back to a different woman than he left. Mm. And that's because I've just had opportunity to grow as a mom. I've Mm. had opportunity to grow spiritually Mm -hmm. and yeah, starting my brand and everything. I mean, it's just so professionally in a sense, although not the professional that I necessarily am accustomed to working in, like in the schools and stuff. um, That time apart really does help you foster yourself Mm-hmm. So that you can foster each other more.
0: Oh, and I'm I a much a better ways, wife to just when I feel
1: accomplished in myself. 100. percent And I think in a lot of ways, um, that is like a unique. I mean, you hear a lot of negatives about that in the military life, and mm-hmm. it is. I'm not downplaying it. It is hard.
0: Oh but yeah. Oh, it it's, is it's also a very a uncomfortable molding process.
1: opportunity yeah. to like really take a step back and have to you know, evaluate not only what you're doing, what makes you happy, etc., but who your spouse is, what what it is about them being home that makes you happy and makes mm-hmm. them happy. And um, and it gives you a chance to almost restart over and over. My mother-in-law, my father-in-law was in the army. She joked that she didn't have, um, you know, like the seven-year itch of marriage. She joked she didn't have that until like year 14 because they spent so much time apart not that they really had that but you know they spent so much time apart that it was constantly almost like a like a honeymoon phase again no i i believe that totally because i but you have to embrace it with that mindset you have to approach it yes even though it's a hard thing with the mindset that like this while it stinks is also an opportunity for both of us to grow as individuals again
0: oh yeah i mean whether they're gone for a, a couple days, weeks, or months, or you know, a, a, you know, a longer deployment, there's nothing like you know the butterflies that you get. Oh my gosh, when they no. come back because it's it's just like high school all over again. And I don't know what well, I have no other relationship experience. Yeah. but I don't know that. Do you I get that outside? No, of it? I don't know. And, and it's, is, I like I've never it's such a unique thing. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. Like he, there's still days it's when hard. I see him five days in a row too. Where I'm like, dang, he walks in the door. I'm like, man, you are one attractive specimen. Yes, hello. Yeah, like. <laughs> oh, la, la. Like, I for sure made the right decision.
1: <laughs> but but it's, never... a, it's a
0: different level when they're, like, coming home in that anticipation. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what am I going to wear? How am I going to fix That's what my I was going to say. I've never am focused like, like, on what? a dress
1: more than I have for coming home ceremonies. Because I'm like, I want to look banging but also yeah like, not like a his, shipper <laughs> yeah but like in a classy way y'all it's me i'm not gonna like show up in stilettos with my fish my fish net oh tights goodness. you know <laughs> hey, hey honey I yeah but that. you know like although at the same time just between us girls you do worry a little bit about what you got under the dress too like it oh just, no, it reignites sure. the flame
0: what is what is the mom don't
1: listen to this <laughs>
0: Maybe we need to put a mom in this. Yeah. But (laughs) I will never forget, Justin went on this, like, three-month stint to Asia. And I was, like, casually. And I just said, I'm going to go shopping. and, And one of the colonel's wives knew that he was about to come home. And, like, she embarrassed me unintentionally because she was, like, oh, you're going, you're going shopping. shopping. Like, with her eyebrows raised. And she was, like, to Victoria's Secret. Like, made some And maybe comment, you were. But I wasn't. Like, <laughs> you were, like, uh, no. For me, Stop like, it. I hadn't even got that far yet. Like, to me, like, this was probably, like, my Thursday Target run. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, you were like. like, no, like, I'm literally just buying chicken legs. So, we have food in the house. Yes. And then, so, all of a sudden, I got a text from one of the other ladies that was standing there. Yeah. And she was, like but really like she's like if you want someone to ride with you let me know if you're going up to the you know the bigger mall in tacoma and it was just so funny to me because it's like you want to turn a bunch of like 20 30 40 something women into high school girls y'all come to a post the week before a deployment it's giddy everyone has manicures it's (laughs) shocking. It is.
1: Like it's crazy. It really is true. I've like i have
0: never even thought about that. that yeah, your sucks. hair is
1: done, you are your house probably looks it, immaculate. It gives you yeah, you have like the fridge stocked with all their favorite foods. And it's not because you're trying to live like this perfect Stepford housewife persona. It's, it's just it's whites that you physically love. Time then. apart has given you an opportunity to take a rest, mm-hmm. to take some reflection. And then it reignites that flame. Like, you feel like a teenager again. and Especially when you're, like, passing
0: letters back and forth or, like... Yeah,
1: we write each other, like, that's how we communicate at this Uh, point. Because it's, like, a text saying I love you at the end of the day is great. But that doesn't fill my cup. No. Like, I need a little bit more, you know, like, thought and intimacy in the true sense of, like, not intimacy physically, but intimacy, like, emotionally. And... You can get that through a letter because you can put the time and the energy into it. So so while like if you are a young military spouse or you are like if your spouse or you're not your spouse probably yet at this point, but if your boyfriend or whatever is off at college or whatever, um, it is scary and it is hard. But I want you to try to shift your mindset a little bit and try to think of it as an opportunity. You get a rare opportunity with your mm-hmm. significant other that a lot of people don't get to constantly almost be like newly in love-hmm while still always being passionately in love you get like the butterflies and oh, the yeah. flame renewed, and the blushing and the oh, yeah all of it like you get all of it and not a lot of people get to have that experience it's mm-hmm. a very unique and it's very special, and so if you can shift your mindset to that a little bit, I think mm-hmm. it makes it a little less painful.
0: Oh, I think so, too. And, and if you're both, you know, especially once you get out of that puppy love kind of phase where mm-hmm. everything is so situational, yeah, where you're like, no, like, you're for sure like the person I'm trying to be yeah. in a rocking chair of a side. Right. The, you, you both have to have this perspective shift and just this line of thought where it's like, I want to continually to grow towards you and not away from you. Yes. And so, like, I'm improving myself to become better for you, not against you, or and not separate from you. If, and
1: if it's working the right way, you as an individual are improving yourself working towards them. Right. And they, as individuals, are working on individually, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on their own selves mm-hmm. towards you. So mm-hmm. it's always – it's – it forces you to look at your relationship in a service-based mindset mm-hmm. like how can you best serve the other to foster that like love and and trust and relationship yeah and that's a good relationship but you Supervised both have to anybody. be doing it yeah, yeah that's across the board that's not just just military in general i just think um strangely i w- a priest said this the other day and it kind of stuck with me that like when you're apart from your spouse is when you actually need to be making the most intentional effort to maintain intimacy. Mm -hmm. And once again, he was talking about emotional intimacy. Um, and it's really true because it's just, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, you constantly need to be growing individually Mm -hmm. towards each other.
0: And, and I think for us, um, you know, when he was at Oklahoma was the first time, that we had done the five love languages, yeah. you know, and like we are constantly like trying or I'm reading books so that I'm like, here, you need it. like, we take this mm-hmm. out or this podcast. We listen to this as there's got some really good insight because they're maybe they'll bring up things that I'm well, little a little things, nervous to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little but I'm like things
1: to that help you connect yes.
0: and, and bring up topics that are maybe harder to discuss Yes, yeah, that are further down mm-hmm. service level. And I'm one of those people, I'm such a fan of counseling. Yes. And I'm such a fan of open communication that, you know, it gets such a bad rap, especially in the military. Like, people think Mm -hmm. it's bad outside the military. You mentioned the counseling word. People, like, freak the crap out. Yeah. Um, But there's so many ways to get, quote-unquote, counseling, you know, whether that's, you know, through reading good books. Yes. Through, you know, podcasts. I listen to audiobooks while I wash
1: my dishes. Yes. That, y'all. How it works wonders. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that
0: I do the same thing with podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, um,
1: same. And I'll listen to this exact one while I wash my dishes. <laughs> You're a nut, and so I, it will be incredibly embarrassing. But I'll listen. Oh, I have the hardest time
0: listening yeah, to it's these because I hate the sound <laughs> of my voice. But um, you know, just being so intentional mm-hmm. to take care of your relationship, and um, it amazes me like how much because this. So when we went to Oklahoma, Justin and I had never, ever, ever, ever spent more than like two weeks together, ever, like in the same state, um, at least not since, you know, high school. And even then you're not like living together, living together. And so we've gone through so much transition in what is life like with each other constantly? Right. And, um, which, too, I think made it a little bit harder for him to even just leave this morning for the week because, like, we have got into now you're such there. routines. Yeah. And it's even switched where I've traveled the most over the last year, which yeah. is freaking silly. Weird to, to think, think about. about. Yeah. Um, that I think if we didn't put some of those, laying those little tiny groundwork things, mm-hmm. you know, back in college where, I can't remember, my love tank would be low, and I, and I didn't have this war verbiage back then, but, like, I'd be like, Will you send me a good night text or like? Yeah. Will you text me? Because he would say it later than I would sometimes, or text before you go to bed. And for him, like that was keyword of like she needs me to affirm her I still in some do that ways. For my husband, so you all know. <laughs> yeah,
1: I still am like, hi, I'm feeling a little lonely. No, you just no, tell no, I will me that say I'm pretty that or something. Like <laughs> no, I say
0: all the time, yeah. but I'm like. I need holds. I get to the like uh-huh. the wording of three-year-olds. Tell like, me you miss holding my hand. Like, yeah, I like, need yeah. I need you to hold me. I need you to tell me that I'm pretty and that I'm smart yes. and that people like me. Mm-hmm. And, like, he knows that because I'm such a words of and affirmation person. And they can person. affirm you
1: in those ways. Yes. Yeah. And, and
0: that's the kind of, I in think, emotional intimacy you're can't. talking about. Yes. Oh, no. And that's what people don't understand, especially because I do work in the social media world. It's like I could have anybody... On this planet, right? Like comments, subscribe, whatever. And if Justin doesn't say that it was good or that he appreciated it or that it doesn't he doesn't pay nothing, him. yeah, nothing. Yeah. And so, and it's and in the same way. I know that it's kind of vice versa for him. Mm-hmm. And so, once you're aware of that, then for him, you know, I'm words of affirmation. But for him, he is quality time. Yes. And so, like, he needs me to, like, put all my work away Mm -hmm. and, like, my phone away and, like, just engage in conversation about what's important to him. Yeah. And so, figuring those things out, I think, early on in the relationship for anybody is good. And I think the important thing to realize,
1: too, is, like, that's not being old-fashioned. And that's not being, like, I don't even know what the right word is. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. But that's just, that's just fostering a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship Yeah, and I
0: think that's just love and action
1: yeah absolutely but I think that in a lot of ways society has told us that that sometimes makes us like less of a woman yeah that makes sense to to do things like put away our work or to Uh, do
0: stuff like that him above those things yeah and the fact Uh, is that
1: I'm a more productive worker when I'm happy and fulfilled relationally yeah Mm -hmm. um whether that's in my marriage, in my friendships, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, um, which is going to be the two point conversation? Yes, yeah. Sorry, y'all. We're just we're yapping on. <laughs> um, but come back from world. Yes, yes. But so, like, I'm a more productive worker in that case. It's not yeah. old fashioned. It's just it's no. good self care.
0: Yeah, and, and I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but Justin's the only person in this world because I am so much, and I know that. Like, I'm the wrecking ball. He's the cleanup crew. Yeah. Like, I am a ball of fire. And I realize that, which yeah. means I can burn things, I can destroy things, or I can light things up. Right. And I'm so aware. And so, he's the only person I feel like I can rest. Yes. And I don't feel like I have to be on. Yes. I don't have to entertain. Yes. I don't have to be loud and you proud and bright. You can
1: be genuinely silly, yeah. Or,
0: you know, I can say things like, I need holds like a two-year-old. And yeah. like... We have, a hand, need no
1: more. we have a hand raising policy in our relationship he did. where if I have a need that's not being met, for example, food, I've mentioned this several times, if I'm not fed or whatever, I just raise my hand and Thomas sees to the need, you know, he's You're like, such a
0: teacher. Yeah.
1: He's like, okay, let's go get you something to eat. But it's uh, true. It's like uh-huh. the one safe space to be. Oh, 100% you. Just vulnerable and you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am a teacher. You are such a That's how I approach life, y'all.
0: I, I, I thought that's that was a one, little scary. I, I thought that earlier when you broke down FRG, yeah. but I thought that was great.
1: I'm so, I feel like we've been like true scatterbrain-ness. We've been all over the place in this podcast,
0: but it, that's usually but you how what? it works that's okay. and I think we hit the points. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and I wanted people to meet you and, and I, I don't talk about being a military wife very often because mm-hmm. I feel like for some people, they have such snotty no views against it. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, oh, well, she's only six years in. She knows nothing. Right. But as you and I have gotten to talking, I'm like, man, there are so many things I wish I could tell myself. Six years ago. Your, yeah. Ten years at ago. At one year in. Yeah. You know, at when he was in college, mm-hmm. that in a big sister kind of way, like, hey, yo, girl, it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Um, and and I think the themes,
1: there are a lot of military-specific things. But the themes are true in real life, like in the normal corporate world, too. So if you're in a relationship with someone at a different college, like, you're going to have the same struggles. Mm -hmm. I mean, each phase is going to have different challenges, but, but Oh, yeah.
0: And I think there's so much to say about, you know, going through a relationship with someone, which now we're hitting both a decade. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm I'm not that old, I promise. I know. And so when you've been with someone for that long, there's so many universal themes of growth. Because people try to tell you at 22 that your brain's not done developing and you're like,
1: whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, Trying really hard not to curse. Mm -hmm. But it's, it is so freaking true because I think of things that I went through at 22 Versus are not too far different than things that I'm experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. And just the way that I'm capable of handling them. Yes. Are on
1: and such I know different spectrums. And I know it
0: will be the same
1: when I'm looking back from 31 to 26. Like. Oh, yeah. You can't. It's hard because you a lot of times you have older people judging your current phase. But the fact is that um, you need to embrace the phase you're in. Yeah. And. and You'll look back on it and appreciate, like, the similarities or differences yeah,
0: I, so I have at this, different times. I have this phrase uh, that I say with Justin because so oftentimes these military guys will yes. bring their militariness home. Yes. And One of Justin and I's first ever arguments, and I've, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but he came home and was, like, not barking orders, but he was talking to me like he would one of his soldiers – yeah and you're like hey yo. Yeah. And the fireball mm-hmm. of kindle came I out. I need you to and I'm just like, take a sip. And back. I was like <laughs> I am not your soldier. We I am your wife. So yeah. you can't talk to me that way because th- then he would get upset cuz I'd shut down. Yeah. So I would just internalize and I would just be like I'm not dealing with your BS right now. Yeah. Um and so once he realized that he kind of switched gears. But in, one of the things they do in the military generally is, is that diminish feelings a lot? Yeah, feelings aren't things. Yes. You just like however you feel yeah. is your business, nobody else's. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think Justin can kind of bring that home, which I am a pretty emotional person in the sense that I feel a lot, and I am a very empathetic person. Yes, and so I have this trigger phrase now, and it's I I I need to show that so says that, and it says, and I say, you can't tell me how to feel. And in so many ways, I just want to tell other people that, like mm-hmm. nobody can tell you how to feel. Whatever you're experiencing is your experience. Yes. And I wish I had known that earlier because for so long... It's not wrong. Yeah, I tried to act less sad or less displaced because Mm -hmm. I felt like I shouldn't be that sad. But then what that meant was I wasn't actually processing what I was feeling, and so I was never truly growing from it. Right, definitely.
1: I think it's true when we look at, you know, other couples... Uh, there's a common thing in the military where, you're like, well, look at these couples. You know, they've been apart a week, and they're like, "Oh, it's so hard." And you're like, "Okay, yeah, but it's it is hard for them.
0: Like, yeah, oh uh, yeah, that is a change for well, them." Well, and I and think just, we too we have this issue sometimes as military spouses, where we people will like, they're like, "My husband's been gone four days," and like their husband's like gone on some business trip and they've got like how si- you do it. Yeah. Or they have like signs and posters at the airport. I'm like, your are has yeah. gone four days to Atlanta. I,
1: and that's the thing. We like, we approach it with a lot of judgment, but we, yeah. And I, kind of defensively. I I, I think, do yeah. sometimes it is a defense mechanism. Um, oh, for sure. But the truth is for that person, for that individual, it, does suck. it, that is a big deal and it is hard and just kind of trying to, it's, it's really hard but it's like it's i try consciously to remain empathetic to that but then again like well but it's hard it's just hard it's just hard yeah yeah it's so 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 all right i do
0: think we covered it all
1: literally we covered so much
0: um we're going on record for the longest podcast ever i'm
1: so sorry i'm very talkative (laughs) The, but also this, a teacher trait
0: <laughs> but this is you and I every time we yeah we're like you. let's meet
1: up for coffee for 30 minutes and then like four hours later I'm like I gotta go uh okay, just get like, my
0: offspring like, yeah I get the text from am just like are you alive like, and then no. all, all I text back is Caroline and he's like got it okay um so oh Justin um Caroline's gonna be back we're gonna be talking about relationships because she and I had a really good conversation a couple of days ago yes about how we were struggling with not necessarily making friends, but what do you do when you have too many friends or you don't know how to dive into the right relationships? Yes. Because as military spouses, we're moving all the time, so we're having to let go of and, you know, make new ones and find yeah. out how do you do that in a healthy manner. So um, yeah. we're going so to we'll be into that. So, yeah. So thank you all for listening. Yeah, We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Caroline. Seriously, that is what it's like anytime we get together to have coffee or hang out. I hope if you're a military spouse that you related to some parts of our story. Or even if you're not, maybe it gave you a little bit of perspective about what Army life is like. And how it's a little different than the movies. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you have just a second, I'd appreciate it if you leave a review Comment or subscribe to the podcast. It's what helps us do what we do. Thank you so much and y'all have a good one.